trying to break back. A double kill for Huey. A check for Huey. I can't believe it. I should have Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Small Talk Big Brain. I'm your host, Jack Six Cooley, along with my co-host, Vincent Newt Lazy. Hello there. Hello. I'm not speaking to you. Why not? Uh, the listeners, I'll say hello to the listeners. Uh, sorry, oh. pause. I'm not speaking to um jack i can't hear him um i as a golden guardians fan i will not talk to anyone tsm related Ah, uh, that is true can yes speaking? we can continue now <laughs> okay we can continue well uh today's episode is going to be a really fun one um as you can see vincent and i are obviously feuding over group stages uh because golden guardians is probably not going to make it out of groups um <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, anyway, today's going to be the lock-in tournament episode. We're going to be talking about our group stage predictions, as well as a way too early who's going to win the tournament prediction, uh, as well as a little bit of the meta since we've been seeing uh, the Demacia and Kespa Cups in LPL and LCK. So how have you been doing, Vincent, actually, on the reel? Uh, I've been doing good. Yeah, definitely excited for this episode. I mean, I'm excited. Tomorrow is uh, the first game, so I'm really excited to see them. Yeah, I'm I'm super hyped. I did not think I'd be this hyped to watch League, but like the season seems to be shaping out pretty well. Um, I'm super hyped after last season, so I'm looking forward to this one. Awesome. All right, well, let's get straight into it. I want to start with the draft for the lock-in. Um, can we can we start mm -hmm. there? Uh, yeah, sure. I, just to talk about it, um, I'm not exactly sure how it went, um, but. I was told because they they didn't stream it, which was annoying. That would have been a cool thing to stream. But it, yeah. TSM FlyQuest drafted the groups, and somehow TSM's group is TSM, Hundred Thieves, Team Liquid, CLG, and Golden Guardians. Whereas FlyQuest's group is FlyQuest, Cloud Nine, Dignitas, Evil Geniuses, Immortal. Yeah. And let me just say this: Why does I believe that I think Team Liquid will be the like? I think two of I think three of the top four teams are in one group. I believe 100 Thieves, Team Liquid, and TSM are all top four with Cloud9 mm -hmm. in there as well. And they're all in that group. And then CLG, who's not even like, like I, I would consider Guard Golden Guardians to be expected to be the worst team. I wouldn't even mm -hmm. consider CLG the second to worst because uh, unless TSM knew at the time that both Baroxa and Finn wouldn't be able to make it for the tournament. Mm -hmm. I don't see how this was like not a target inting Golden Guardians for being the only team to beat them in summer uh, playoffs. You know, I think this is like a, oh, you beat us in summer playoffs? Well, enjoy not getting out of groups. Um, yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that I heard about it was that actually, so TSM and FlyQuest drafted the groups, but they drafted the other person's group. Um, so TSM... Still inted by not yeah, TSM still inted by not giving... You know, because I think, I guess they gave C9 to Group B and then Fly gave them TL. But then TSM, instead of giving them 100 Thieves, gave them EG, I think. Um, which I think is uber-inting. Yeah, especially since I think 100 Thieves might, like, it would be really good this tournament because they've only had one position change. Yeah. These teams have had a lot of shakeups. 100 Thieves only swapped top lanes. It's the, it's the exact same team as Golden Guardians last year. And I think... Yeah. Yeah, that's just, I wanted to say that because, like, I believe CLG, given that they're all veterans, will do better early on than some of these young teams like Dignitas, Immortals, Golden Guardians. And so, like, it seems so troll to me that, like, Golden Guardians is in this group with, like, all these much better teams. Um, a little bit, a little bit angry, but we'll, we'll move on from it. We'll move on from it. Yeah. Do we um, want to great group predictions or do you want to talk about the meta a little bit first? uh let's let's do our group predictions because i think that that'll as as we talk about the teams i think we'll talk a little bit about the meta and it'll segue a little a little bit better 
Okay, um, I think that's perfect. Yeah, let's let's yeah. talk about predictions. I'll start. Um, I'll do group, I'll do Group B. Um, okay. Probably a little less, you know, biased there, getting giving Golden Guardians. Um, my Group B predictions are Cloud Nine, number one, FlyQuest in second, Evil Geniuses in third, Immortals in fourth, and Dignitas um, in fifth. I really like. I I think Cloud Nine will definitely win this one for sure. Um, I think they have like the most elite talent. You know, Perks is insane, and other than Juzuke, I really don't think any of the mid laners in this group are ready to compete with Perks yet. Um, I think the good mid laners in the league are mostly like on the other group, um, and there's like other strengths on these teams. But I think Perks will take over pretty much every one of these games in group play. Um, I think Juzuke obviously can, but he's coin flip, right? So right. He can coin flip the right way. He'll perform well against perks, um, and maybe evil geniuses can take a win. But I think otherwise, Cloud Nine would 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 win all these games. Uh, I'm picking FlyQuest second, um, mostly because I really like Licorice um, and Jose Diodo and John mm-hmm. in the bot lane is like the huge thing. I think they have a lot of like players that are like younger talents, but are already like somewhat proven. Like Jose Diodo has already proven on the world stage that he's like pretty good. Um, Licorice is a superstar in NA at this point in time. Johnson was really good last year, but he was on a really bad team. So um, I I think Diamond and Palafox just need to enable their teammates, and they can definitely win some games here. Um, Evil Geniuses, I put in third because I feel like they're not, like I'm not as excited about them as I am with Cloud9 and FlyQuest um, with top-tier talent. But I'm not like I don't think they have a bunch of young unproven guys like Immortals and Dignitas. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Evil Geniuses is the perfect middle team here. Uh, well, I'll go straight to Immortals. The reason I picked them over Dignitas is I think Reyes and Destiny already have some synergy bot lane, and we saw them actually look like actually pretty impressive um, uh, at Worlds. So I think that was like really good from them. Mm-hmm. I believe Insanity is going to be better this year. I think he actually had. I, I would say a pretty good rookie season. Um, yeah. Last year. I mean, I mean, it was half a split too. It wasn't even a full year. Right. It wasn't a full year. And I think like he had some games where he like didn't quite carry, but almost carried. I, I mm-hmm. think he just needs a little bit more time and his team is better now than it was then, I think. So I think that'll really help him out. Um, and lastly, Dignitas. Um, I think the problem is like their veteran players on this team, like Dardoch or like, not really great anymore or considered great and the young talent is like talent we've seen before mm-hmm. that look good in the lcs like saligo and fake god who both lost their spots again um, yeah god i'm willing to give some credit to because he kind of took someday spot only because of import reasons um so mm-hmm. it's not really his fault he got pulled again because like he was you know the best top laner in the league was in academy below him um mm-hmm. but he also didn't perform great, um, and we didn't see Saligo perform great either. So I, I think like the problem is like I've already seen some not good performances from them. So if they had a clean slate, I'd give them more credit. I think, um, but I, I think they could definitely could upset Immortals and, and not be eliminated. What do you think? Yeah, so uh, I kind of also agree on the Dignitas point. Um, and actually, the problem is that one of their two veterans is not really the person that you'd think of as like a coach or like bringing up the people. And that's more in reference of Dardoch. And the other one is Aphromoo, who's normally really good at molding the AD carry to be good. Um, but we've already seen Neo uh, play. It was Asta um, on Immortals previously. And he played for one split and was actually like pretty good stats wise. Um, he, he was around middle of the pack for ADs for his first split playing which isn't that bad it's it's around the same thing that we're talking about with insanity on immortals you know around middle of the pack he's a couple of short up mistakes from being a pretty solid player um but aframu isn't going to be very influential over the rest of this team and that's saligo and fake god now fake god might not need it but saligo when he was playing in the lcs didn't look too hot so that that's probably revealing a little bit about my predictions for group b so i, I also have dignitas in last um, and, and my predictions go Cloud9 in first. I actually have EG second, FlyQuest third, and then Immortals Dig, just like you, at the bottom. Um, I think that Dig actually does have a lot of potential, though, because their backup for their mid laner is Yusui, who I've heard really good things about. Um, I haven't gotten to see him play that much, uh, so we'll probably see how he does in Academy this year. 
but I've heard very good things about his potential to be a very good mid laner. Um, so Dignitas could have like an ace up their sleeve next split, or if Soligo just isn't performing, um, which I didn't even know about until now. So that's pretty cool. Um, but the reason I have EG above FlyQuest is I think that EG will do well out of the gate because inherently these more risky strategies can sometimes pay off as teams haven't gotten cohesion yet. Um, and they have really solid players like Impact and Svenskaren who are relatively consistent, even though they're not like top three in their role necessarily. Uh, they're top half and they're consistently strong. Um, and because of that, I think EG is just going to pull out some wins despite having a more coin flip style with, uh, with Jizuke as their primary carry and not really another game plan. Um, so if you guys know, we did like a, a ranking of teams as their rosters came out in our previous episode about two weeks ago. Maybe it was three weeks ago, actually, even. Um, and... I kind of ranted about EG and how they're not really going to be able to do very well. I still stand by that, but I think that they're going to do well. Their best week, I think is what I said, is going to be week one, which in this case is going to be this lock-in tournament, and then yeah. maybe first week of regular season. And then after that, they're going to start falling off pretty hard because they only really have one way to win and one clear way to victory. And for some teams, that's really good laser-like focus, but the problem with their way to win is that they don't actually have a way to consistently win that way. And that is uh, Jizuke putting out map pressure and then the other four players not dying. But the other four players don't have a real carry or way of disengaging um, and a reliable player for them to rally around. So it's all Jizuke all the time, which is very boomer bust. Um, and with the other teams that are up there, like I also consider FlyQuest to be in this discussion of top three. Um, I think FlyQuest is the edge case. Uh, I think it's FlyQuest, 100 Thieves, and then TSM, C9, Team Liquid as potential top three candidates for the year, um, if we think about it for the long term. Yeah. But that means that early on, like I have pretty low, I have pretty low views of FlyQuest. That's why I have them in third. Um, I could actually see any of the bottom four teams not making it, which is kind of ridiculous. But uh, I. I I don't know. I feel like Evil Geniuses and FlyQuest are, like just have more like talent that's used to playing on these yeah. like, stage moments and I, in NA and like on major region stages. So I just feel like they're gonna have a little bit of an advantage there. I think it's like I think it's one thing to say that that's an advantage in the first playoffs, so like spring playoffs, because like right. they've all been playing for a while. But I think for the first couple of games at least, right, it's gonna take a little bit of adjusting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I do agree with that. So th they do have the experience advantage, but I could still see a world where EG is the team that gets Oh, like it's possible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, like this team seems, this group seems relatively like straightforward. Um, I, I think group A is where things get a little bit more interesting. So uh, I, I'll hop in and do my predictions on this one first. So I have uh, Team Liquid gets first, 100 Thieves second, TSM third, my team, Golden Guardians uh, fourth, and then CLG not making the cut. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Do you want me to go over these or do you want to go over yours? Uh, why don't you give a quick rundown of yours and then I, I, I can talk. Uh, I'll go over mine so that I can like chirp in why I think. Yeah, uh, go so for mine it. Mine was 100 Thieves one, Team Liquid two, three, TSM, fourth, CLG, and fifth golden guardians go go ahead and explain why you have yours the way it is yeah so i i have tl having an advantage at this tournament mainly because they have a, a a new well they're gonna have to adapt to a relatively new style they can keep the same scaling that they normally do because they still have the better players for the most part in every role um and can sit back and do what they normally do the only difference is that they're going to have a more aggressive top lane and they have a jungler who can actually play around that too in Santorin. Santorin, uh, most of his success on FlyQuest last season was in the top half of the map, like working with Power of Evil to get him super farmed and then also working with Solo. Um, they saw most of their success in playoffs as well as Worlds when he was hovering around the top side. And it sounds like Alfari is going to be kind of like Solo in that regards. Um, a more carry-oriented 
top laner that still is able to play weak side and more of an off tank off carry type of role um so because of that i give tl a decent advantage because they're staying relatively similar as a team and it's the same reason for 100 thieves um i think 100 thieves are also staying relatively similar i think that they're it's going to take them a little bit longer to get going just because that was the thing that i noticed about their golden guardians run is that even though these players were set up pretty well to start it took them a little while to find the momentum and the confidence they needed in order to be pulling off the plays they needed to do in order to win mm-hmm. um and uh, i mean you think it's really easy to just get back on the horse and run but uh, i don't know I- i've seen players like demonte struggle uh like that at the very beginning of the season at least but they start to get back into their form pretty quickly so i, I- i'm just predicting based off of TL and 100 Thieves, I think, are the top two. I'm not sure exactly what order it's going to be because they're both pretty consistent with how they played before. Team 100 Thieves being basically Golden Guardians and TL staying the same team. But then after that, it's interesting. I don't know. What What do you think? Um. I, I, so the reason I have 100 Thieves at the top is is kind of similar reason you described. Um. But I just kind of like basically I think 100 Thieves, you're dragging dropping the same team with someday. And yes, someday plays a different style than Hanser because Hanser always plays weak side. And I talked a lot about this in last week's um, episode about how I think this gives them an extra strength because they can now play to top side as well. But they don't have to. So if mm-hmm. early on they want to like do good at this tournament and they're trying to like win the games, if in scrims it's not working playing around someday yet, they don't have to. They can still do the same style they did before. And someday like people have criticized him before, but he's actually a really good tank player. The reason. Mm-hmm people think he's a bad tank player is because in the past when he's played tank he's been the carry for his team but when he plays tank then who carries no one can carry and they lose and it looks bad but it's not because he's bad at playing the tank he's actually good at playing the tank it's looks bad because they lose their best carry so the team Mm -hmm. does worse when it happens which is more of a team and draft issue than an individual issue so i think actually they could slot really well they could just play aggressive around jungle um and bot side and i think demonte is gonna look really really good because demonte's best on supportive champions or control mages mid um and he is best at like roaming with the jungler or roaming to another lane and part of the problem is when you play a mid laner like that like galio the other team knows exactly what you're doing mm-hmm. like they're not worried about the galio taking over the lane you know what i mean right uh, so it's very like becomes very obvious and they kind of kind of hey the galio left lane you can assume he's probably bot side with the jungler you know um but now that they have someday and there's that threat and demonte doesn't have to be the damage carry even less because you know someday will put out damage and play, can play a carry top mm-hmm. um, he can like really like like spam galio and spam um tf it's like that like tf i think another one mm-hmm. that i really want to see that's for a slightly different reason is Kiana. He's mm-hmm. one of the best Kiana players because he pushes lane super hard and then just over and over again dives top, dives bot. And yeah. like, like you saw him and Huni got to worlds that way. And I don't think he could really do that with Hanser, but I think with someday top, he could definitely do that and take his roaming Kiana and farm uh kills on some of these other top laners in this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other reason is I, I know there have been some visa issues that could hurt Team Liquid. Um, they did. I did see that they got Alfari, but I'm not sure if how how Santorin is doing in terms of Visa and and being on time. But mm-hmm. either way, those are two new positions instead of just one to place on the team. And right. I, I think Wildcore JJ is really good, and I think Tactical is going to be even better this year. And Jensen is pretty consistent. I think it's going to take some time, given that it's split right down the middle of the map, for the top side and bot side to get in sync. And I think the 100 Thieves team can do that from the start. It's not even going to take a game. They'll be ready. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I think they'll have a little bit of an advantage, and that's why I put them above team. Yeah, and I, I'm actually really long on 100 Thieves. I think, so if you listen to our previous episode when we did our full rundown, I actually have 100 Thieves getting second in Spring Split. Um, and I'm actually even longer on them now because I started thinking about the team uh earlier this week and 100 thieves j- just let me break it down really quickly for you because it's not going to sound 
that incredible. Sure. But basically, they're like you said, they're four Golden Guardians players in someday, but it's it's someday who is almost always in discussion for top top laner in NA. Like since he's been here, he's always been in the number one top lane discussion. He's he's literally like almost like I, I think this is a different way of saying it, but he's almost like the Bjergsen or Dublift, but for top lane in in North America. Like that's how consistent he's been uh, since he's been here. And on top of that, you have Closer in the jungle, who was arguably top three jungler last season um, and is still kind of in that same situation here. I mean, he's competing with basically Spica, um, Blabber, and Santorin. Uh, and he actually got ahead of Blabber in terms of stats during playoffs. So top three contention there. You have Demonte, who's actually like the technically the weakest link on the team, but he was also performing top half to even top four for mid laners last split. Um, and then you have FBI, who's in contention to be top ADC. Like like he's up there next to Sven in terms of numbers and the way that he plays the game. Yeah. Um, and then you have who he had support, who really actually rounded himself off. He used to be the weakest link on the team, but now he's also in contention um, for top half slash top three. I think it's a little bit more in question since there's like support is so filled with talent this season because of the importing as well as maintaining of all of the good supports from last season. So he's competing with like Sword Art, Core JJ, Ignar still here, Vulcan. Um, so, so top half is a little bit more reasonable of an argument, but that means that you have two players in top half. You have two arguably number one in their position players on the same team. And then you have another player who's top three and plays multiple styles in closer. Um, so this team just has the makings of doing really well. It's actually very similar. Like if you break down team liquids team, team liquid has a couple players who you could argue are like top at their role. Like uh, I'd say core JJ and then you might be, well, and Santorin, but you might be able to make the argument about Alfari. Um, but I don't think any of the mid laners are going to be close to perks this year. And I don't think tacticals nearly as good as Sven or FBI or other ADCs that we've seen. Um, so it, it just puts it into a little bit more perspective when you think about, how this team could have two number one players in their role. Like, that's pretty huge. There's not many teams that have been able to do that. Only really Team Liquid and TSM have been able to do that in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so so that's why I'm long on them. I, I think that they could actually do really well if they unlock this team. Yeah, and I think I think another great thing that, that you said was, like, their weakest link is, like, actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think the changes that the roster has gone through allows him to play to his strengths even more. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people say he has like limited champ pool and he's not strong on certain champs, but actually in a in one of the Golden Guardians Cloud Nine games last split during the regular season, he was the reason that they beat Cloud Nine, who was dominating mm -hmm. at the time, mm -hmm. uh, with a, a, an insane Syndra carry game where he just went full carry mode. So while he plays stronger to these other strategies, it's not like he can't play those um, carry champs and get the win. Yeah, um, I completely agree. The thing I actually I think the other place where we disagreed in this we both had TSM third. Mm -hmm. um, the other place we disagreed at the, is at the bottom, mm -hmm. CLG and Golden Guardians. Yep. And the reason I have CLG above Golden Guardians is I think, first of all, I have a lot of faith in Pobelter, Wild Turtle, and even Smoothie. Just just talent wise, mm -hmm. uh, to show up and be pretty good, even if I think the top side it's reported is going to be Solo and. Um, Excuse me, I think it's Wiggly, mm -hmm. who is now Griffin. Uh, yes. I think is his name now. Yes. In the jungle. And I think Wiggly will be the worst jungler. Uh, maybe almost one of the worst junglers. Um, and I thought he was really bad when he was in the LCS. Um, but Solo was on the second place team and went to Worlds last year. So he's no slouch. Um, mm -hmm. Hobelter has a lot of experience and is never bad. Um and then there's Wild Turtle, who is also at Worlds with Solo, so there's some synergy there. And Smoothie, who has had some bad rep as having bad comms, but is mechanically, like, talent. Um, mm -hmm. and everybody knows that. Whereas on the Golden Guardian side, I look at the roster, and I see a Blaze Olive, who I do have faith in, and I think he can be good. 
Stixay, who was not very good last split, um, but is a veteran newbie um, who I think can be good and did look good um, in his region. So I think he can be. But then we see top jungle, we see Niles and Iconic. And mm-hmm. Niles was like good at scouting grounds um, and has been like, you know, probably like moving up and up, but mm-hmm. he never even played in Academy. So it's not like, oh yeah, he was in Academy and he looked good. He's coming straight from the collegiate scene and straight into LCS. And same with Iconic. Mm-hmm. And Iconic wasn't even one of the best junglers at um, scouting grounds. And I think the issue here is Iconic and Niles do have the synergy of playing in college together, both at Maryville. Um, but the big issue is like they've never played anywhere close to this level of talent before. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't even their team didn't even win the collegiate um, playoffs this last year. This I, last I year, yeah. called like UPL or something is the name of the tournament, but they didn't even win. They mm-hmm. they got like fourth or or mm-hmm. third, I believe. I think they got so, third. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of like, yes, I think they could be good, and I I don't think I have that expect them to be tenth by the end of the split. But right now, mm-hmm. with the first tournament, I mean, the come on, like Niles is going to be going up against someday. He's going to be going up against Hooney. Um, he's going to be going up against Solo. Uh, mm-hmm. If Alfari plays, he's going to be going up against Alfari. I mean, these are elite talents. And in in the jungle, we're seeing Spico, who's really come into his own. Uh, we might see Santorin, um, and we're going to see closer. So, really, like outside of maybe the CLG game, where CLG has plenty of veterans, I feel like in the bot lane and mid lane to to be fine and scale against Golden Guardians. Mm-hmm. I think Golden Guardians is really going to struggle some games, um, and I think they're going to mm-hmm. struggle a lot. Um, so I believe that this will be kind of, we're going to see some bad looking games out of them. And I expect to hear some comments about they shouldn't be in the league. Like these players shouldn't be here. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I think yeah. there's gonna be yeah. some games where they just get rolled, right? Like what are the odds that, that, that a blaze olive can like beat power Eve evil hard enough that Hooney speak, uh, um, and, and sword art, like, don't like, don't win the rest of the game. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even Power of Evil might be the best bin leader in NA. So uh, outside of perks, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's, it's just it, like, they're on a whole nother level. And I think it's going to take some adjustment time before they're ready to play against these teams. Obviously they've been scrimming, um, but usually how scrims work, especially early in the year is if you're expected to be bad, no one really scrims you. So they're probably scrimming against immortals, Dignitas and, and maybe CLG is their mm-hmm. scrim partners, which is, CLG is the wor- is the best of those teams and definitely the worst that they're going to face in this group. Um, yeah. So I think it's just going to be a bit of a shell shock for them. Um, but I think they need to like keep mental. I think mental is the biggest thing. They're not going to mm-hmm. look good. They're going to feel bad. They're going to get stomped. They need to keep their mental up because they're going to be better by the end of the year. So I have GG. I'm, I'm also... So I, I, I would bet that GG gets like... So GG's in my list to potentially be in the top five this uh, this year. GG and I believe IMT was the other one for me. Um, and I think they have big shoes that they can grow into. Like they have a lot of potential. Um, but you are right in the sense that like a lot of them are brand new and haven't experienced this before. Um, that And they're going up against really steep competition. So this is where like the adversity like... Nobody expects anything of us, so we can go in with guns blazing, like as much confidence as we want, and see what we can do. Um, and that's kind of what I'm expecting them to do: is expecting them that I I think that they're going to go in with the expectation of, hey, let's just do the best that we possibly can, and let's try some shit and see what happens. Yeah. And a lot of times, the teams with brand new people in places like the LPL and the LCK, like really rock the scene. And that, I could see that happening with GG. Like I I could see a future where that happens, where like Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Iconic and Niles are just absolutely insane and people don't understand why. Or there's there's something there where uh, a Blaze Olive has actually been just really good and locked out of being able to play mid lane for a super long time and just stuck in Academy. Um, th- there's a lot of storylines with this team 
that could turn out really well. Like I think even Mark Z was saying that newbie, I think has the highest potential on this team, but he wasn't saying that in a bad way. He was saying like, literally this guy could be on core JJ level. And I was like, okay, this is kind of crazy. Like this team just has a ton of untapped potential and I'm excited to see what happens and what kind of personality they have. Um, so, so I have them in fourth cause I actually predict that they'll be able to pull off if they come in with that mentality and they're confident and they're like, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. What matters most is that we're trying to constantly improve and we t- they take like a learner's mindset um, because I think a lot of these teams are going to have a lot more pressure on them to n- not lose games. Like literally three of the teams on here, 100 Thieves, TL, TSM are like in contention for top three, like losing even one game for each of them. Like they're guaranteed to. They're, they're all paying. They're all. I but, mean, hundred thieves definitely less than Team Liquid and TSM. But Team Liquid yeah. and TSM are both paying to be first place in NA team. Right. The pressure right. is really there in terms of where the money's at for them. hundred thieves is probably paying less, but also like they just replaced the weakest link on the team that the only team to beat TSM in mm-hmm. in playoffs last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, just outside of worlds so they like it would be a disappointment if they did not make worlds because yes because of their performance last split and that they think this is an upgrade so yeah. all three of these are, should be worlds teams mm-hmm. um if not even better so mm-hmm. so um, with, all in the same group <laughs> yeah with like no pressure on gg and a ton of pressure on basically the rest of these teams and i don't know which CLG's feeling like i have no idea if i was even a manager at clg i wouldn't know what the fuck we're supposed to do with this team but like i do believe in the veterans on that team but i still can't wrap my head around like why this this is a team like these players put together because they paid money to build a team of all veterans that likely isn't going to make worlds that likely isn't going to be a brand name, but yeah. they're not developing anyone. So the thing with CLG is what I'm, what I'm really hoping for, for out of them is basically, cause I, I think Broxa talked about this in one of his YouTube videos a little bit when he was talking mm-hmm. about flame, he's talking about how team liquid didn't like, he wasn't able to play his normal aggressive style. And like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like that team liquid team needed him to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and play a certain way, which is not his strength. I'm hoping CLG just lets Wild Turtle, Pobelter, and Smoothie just say, do whatever, just play passive. We're going to let Broxa go hyper-aggressive. Pobelter, you're going to support him by roaming with him. And we're going to have him constantly go topside with Finn. And just mm-hmm. have those Broxa and Finn play aggressive and play through them. Because I, I think I would really like to see Broxa play through again, because I think a lot of the reason he didn't look as good um, at the end on Fnatic and on Team Liquid is because he was playing a more supportive jungle position, which I don't think is his strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would agree. I think he's a lot more of a control-styled and also even, to some extent, a carry-style jungler. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that gets us into the meta a little bit because that was one of the things I wanted to talk about um, was at least particularly one of the things that I was thinking about just today, actually this morning, was with the new changes um, in season 11. So a lot of the meta in terms of a macro perspective isn't going to change too much besides item spikes because now there's new items as well as new build paths and new costs of those build paths. Uh, so item spikes are going to be different. So that in terms of when team fights are going to happen is going to change based off of what the meta builds are in pro play. Uh, but other than that, macro from a large extent isn't going to change too much it's still going to be mainly revolved around dragon souls um it's still going to mainly revolve around turret plating gold in the early game as well as early game kills um and it's still going to revolve around baron in the 30 plus minute areas and elder dragon when it's up um all of that stuff is relatively constant the only things that have changed are those items as well as some buffs and nerfs to champions which will change a little bit of the champion pool, but I expect it to kind of level out to be the same by Worlds. If uh, As long as mid-season doesn't change anything macro-wise, I think that we'll have a very similar meta uh, to this year's Worlds this year. Um, I think the biggest difference is actually jungle, uh, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that now that you don't have to buy jungle item, which was worthless on some junglers, it's opened up the pool a lot more 
and it's made every jungler better because now early game junglers can rush their first item and not have to build warrior or anything like that. Um, support junglers can rush into support items and spike faster because they're all cheaper. And control style uh, late game scaling junglers can build a sixth item, which they couldn't do before. So all junglers got buffed. So literally every jungler who plays an early game style is better. Every jungler who plays a controlled style is better. And every jungler who plays a supportive style is better. So we're going to see a lot bigger jungle impact in pro play because of that. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good change overall, and I'm like, it's one of the changes they've done in the preseason that people were happy with almost immediately. Like, it, yeah. like it, um, definitely getting a lot of positive response. I feel. Um, I one thing I want to talk about relating to the meta is that I saw a lot of Aphelios in Korean games and a little mm -hmm. bit in some of the LPL games. Yeah, uh, LCK and LPL it started up, and it scares me because knowing NA. I know there is at least one turn team heading into this weekend, at least one, whose strategy is going to be, we're going to pick Aphelios, and we're just going to turtle until Aphelios mm -hmm. gets six items. Whenever a team fight happens, we will slightly participate. Maybe we'll lose two to one, but Aphelios will get our one kill. In late, late game, we will all just throw ourselves in front of the Aphelios, peel for the Aphelios, and hope our AD carry can win. Mm -hmm. and I hate seeing that because yeah. it's not like a valid playstyle to play in against good teams. Like a valid playstyle would be picking Aphelios and saying, "Hey, Aphelios does spike later. We're either going to enable him early to get him to that spike faster, and then he can carry by funneling resources into the Aphelios mm -hmm. and taking um like taking calculated fights early." And skirmishes and trying to get him kills early or saying hey we're worried our bot side is not going to have a ton of agency um you know we can play the aphelios and you know our ad carry can just try to make it to three items while we focus top side I i'm okay with either of those i think the going away from the aphelios puts you open to risk of the other team saying oh they have a weak ad carry early we can just funnel bot mm -hmm. um but both of those are better to me than just saying we're just going to turtle because we have Aphelios. Because mm -hmm. it's really just saying, I hope the other team is bad enough that they can't beat us until it's too late. And, and I don't think that's like viable, and I don't think that's healthy for the league. But I guarantee if this is anything like LCS has been for a while, that will be a strategy that several teams pull out. They'll, they'll pull out the Aphelios with like a Syndra, and then they won't fight at all until like 30 minutes. Yeah, well, you know, you can just, you can beat that with a mage bot lane, which also most of the ADCs don't play. Actually, th that's where NA has an advantage over the uh, the Oceania players, is I don't think the Oceania players play mage bot lanes really at all, um, from what I've witnessed. Not that I've seen. I have not looked too um, much at games, but not that I've seen. I mean, NA doesn't really do it either. They do it in scrims, um, but... Most NA teams have a very hard time transitioning scrims to stage play, so I wouldn't expect mage bot lanes either. But I, I think that that's something that more teams are going to have to consider now, because mm -hmm. mages right now are still super strong, even after all the mythic changes and everything. Like ADCs are strong, like don't don't get me wrong, ADCs are strong. Uh, but mages really got like the biggest buff in terms of just pure itemization and items. Um, the, the they've just gotten a little bit stronger than they were last season, and they were already stronger than most other uh, champions last season. So uh, I, I think that it would be good for teams to experiment with mage bot lanes. And then that opens up even more um, champions to be played in top lane and mid lane and even in the jungle now, since there's some junglers who might be able to come back um, without having to waste all those stats on... Uh, a useless jungle item like i like literally ivern ivern what the fuck do you build on ivern last season like what why would you play ivern you're wasting your first item yeah. like you're trying to build all support items like it doesn't make sense but now ivern's insane like actually really good it used to be a meme in our friend group where i would i would have our friend who mains jungle i'd say he'd say hmm what do i feel like playing and i said ivern as a joke now i'm actually serious when i say it but he still doesn't want to play it because it's weird um 
but actually like the whole meta has opened up and i think that more things can be experimented with this season um and, and i think that this would be maybe not in this tournament but unless you're treating the tournament like just a learning experience and you don't really care about it then i would love to see like new strats get pulled out or even super old ones like there used to be a protect the kogma strategy kogma shreds all of the tanks that are currently played like you can build aegis sure but kogma he literally does percent max health damage with his w same with vein like protect the kogma protect the vein were like huge strats a little while ago um and all of the champions are still there and relatively viable to play so it, it's just like protect the affiliates it's just you actually can shred um so uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I expect there to be some experimentation. I think there'll be a lot more in EU uh, than here, but I, I, I'm down to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really hope there is some exciting uh, like strategies that we see. And what I'm really hoping is, is for every team to come in with their own strategy. No, mm-hmm. no one to come in with the, Oh well, we just need to get like to mid late game, and like one of our champions will carry. Like to have like an actual like strategy of how they want to play the game, rather than oh, we we drafted a champion that's like good at this time. We're just gonna get mm-hmm. to that time and hope it works. Like to have mm-hmm. okay, you know, we're willing to sacrifice Drakes, but we're gonna go get Rift Herald, and we're gonna get Plate Gold onto so and so for it. Like like I want to see m- more. Um, strategizing like that and, I, and i'm yeah. really excited to see what's gonna happen um i'll just give my prediction real quick to win the tournament Go um, for my it. prediction to win the tournament is 100 thieves mm-hmm. um i think early on while people are still figuring out what exactly the meta is and how to play um and people are still learning to play together um because it was just it was, i mean it was just very recently like the winter break that normally everyone takes their two weeks christmas right so um you know, two weeks Christmas, New Year's um, in, in mm-hmm. NNA. You know, I'm sure in EU, they also went home because they, they I'm sure that the EU players went home um, because it's a holiday time. Um, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of the players like probably weren't playing. So it's still like, they're all probably pretty like recent working together and, su- mm-hmm. and such and so forth. So I think teams with like really good imports like Perks um, or Team Liquid with Alfari, I think they're going to, like, take some time to get online. I don't think... I'm not worried about Perks destroying DeMonte because Blabber and him keep diving him mid and he just can't live mm-hmm. right away. Um, I think I would worry about that a few weeks into the season. But I think yeah. given how recent it, it, like teams have gotten together and such and so forth, I think I'm not really worried about that happening, which I think allows your weak points to be less weak points, you know? Um, and I think that really helps out um, 100 Thieves who already played so much together last year. And I think someday could play with anyone anywhere and look good. Um, so I think he's like the perfect type of player to just slot in because he can do anything well. Um, and top lane's already kind of an island position. So it's not like it's an essential to the game planning um, position. Whereas yeah. like mid lane, everything revolves around that. So that's something to work around for perks. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Team Liquid also has a jungle change, which is why I don't you know put them up there. Um, some mm-hmm. of the other teams I look at their roster, and I don't know how strong certain people are going to be, and so that's why I have a hundred thieves winning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think all that's valid. Like I said, I- I'm very long on hundred thieves, um, but I actually think Cloud Nine is going to win the tournament because of perks. Obviously, um. I think that Perks is going to bring a lot more to Cloud9 than people assume. I think there are a lot of intangibles that Perks brings that are still key to the game, not just like brand, you know, like. Like uh, other things that are going to, because I think this is the first time that we're bringing another region who is still in their prime, who's able to translate that knowledge that he has from another region and hopefully bolster up the rest. Um, 
rest of the region um, right out the gate. I, I, I think that more teams will become competitive with them once they figure out the strategy that they were winning with. It's just going to be a little less roam heavy because perks like Likes to dominate lane early first. on in the season. You know, Niski has always done this follow Blabber around and make sure he's not inting sort of thing. And I think without their coach <laughs> Reaper and with perks, I think what's probably going to happen early sometimes, obviously not all the time, is Blabber's going to be like, I'm going to int here. And instead of having Niski go, no, don't int or like, I'll keep you alive, you're going to have perks going, ah, yes, we win this. And also diving um, and maybe overdiving and inting or over pressuring um mm -hmm. i a oh, one one last thing that i like wanted to say about these teams before we move on mm -hmm. i this is gonna sound sad and pathetic but i really think golden guardians in these first couple of games like not when they're playing clg but specifically when they play team liquid um and 100 thieves i really think they should just level one they should level one cheese yeah, uh, they really should because I think, for example, let's use the Team Liquid game. I think mm -hmm. if Niles goes into lane against Alfari. I think Alfari will get pressure. I think um, Santorin will have jungle pressure over Iconic. I think Jensen will have pressure over a Blaze Olive. I think Tactical and Core JJ will 100% have pressure over Sticks A Newbie. So I think. If they cheese early and they lose the cheese early, well, what were their odds of really winning the game in the first place? If they win, mm -hmm. now they instantly have someone who has some kills that is going to have pressure regardless of the other laner being better, right? So I, I mm -hmm. think it's like, right, when you know the other team's that much better than you and has that much more synergy, um, like as a group, as a team, because I think individually Golden Guardians has some talent, but has really no syn synergy yet and doesn't have the experience. I think a level one cheese would be the perfect way to get you some confidence early early in the game. Right. And help you convince your players like, hey, I oh, I was so worried, you know, there's no way I can pressure Jensen. Like, you know, I was so worried there was no way I could pressure Jensen, so I made the wrong play because I was scared. You're like, oh, well, you know, I'm worried I can't pressure Jensen, but if I have a kill and I get an extra Doran's ring coming into Lang, you know, well, yeah. you know, if I have an extra two kills or a kill or something, like, I have an extra some, like, you could have a Dark Seal, you come into Lang, you're like, yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is, I have Dark Seal and they don't, like, you yeah. know, so I think right. it's just a really good strategy that, that I hope to see them employ, even though it's kind of um, tricky, and I think a lot of people don't like level one cheese, I would like to see it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would I would largely agree. I think that it would make sense. It it it, it all depends, I think, on the team comp. Um, it, at the end the of the day, so you, so you, you kind of have to draft them into it. Yeah, in the same vein, I also think Dignitas should hundred percent level one cheese Cloud Nine. Uh huh. There's, there's no way. I, I I just I mean, if Dignitas does not level one cheese and they beat Cloud Nine in their group like round robin matchup. I don't. I don't know. What, what what's a sufficient punishment for me? Because I'm convinced that there's no <laughs> that happens. I will. I will bet. Anything. There is no recourse. There's no reason that should I happen. Think I think there's no way they win. So why not level one cheese? Because if you do, you might get so far ahead that you win. Right? Like maybe yeah. maybe you get the Camille into gangplank and you level one cheese and a Camille gets a kill. Okay, the top lane's over. Sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah. gangplank. Yeah. Right. I, just I wanted to say that because I, I think some of these teams should given the skill disparity there are between the developmental teams and the pay $20 million teams. Yeah, there's definitely a big disparity between teams who balled out this year and didn't. Um, Acknowledge it and, and play around it, I, I think. I, I'm just really excited to see games tomorrow, I, I think is, is yeah. the last thing I want to say. like, 
I'm so excited um, to watch these games. I, I'm going to be at work for the first few, so I'll have to watch the VODs instead. Um, but I will be home in time for my Golden Guardians ones. And I think I think we'll be watching it together. I don't know what you're doing. Yep. Uh, no, I, I, I'm planning on starting watching at three when the first right. game. Well, then when I get off work and I, I, I will I will uh, start watching with you. Um, and I hope all of our listeners are watching too. Yeah. And speaking of our listeners, um, we got curious about who's been listening. So if you want to, I don't know how you're supposed to comment or anything, but since I don't know if there are comments or anything on any of our platforms, you can shout us out at Twitter at small talk, big brain, just send us a message about, you know, when you started listening to the podcast, uh, how you found us like just searching on Spotify or otherwise, I mean, I think most most of our listeners are on Spotify, but some of them are on other sources too. So it'd be yeah. just nice to know that information, and then we get to interact with you guys a little bit more. Yeah, and and if if you don't have a Twitter account, um, make one. You just need like an email. It's so easy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I like when I made one from the podcast. It took me less than five minutes, and it, you know you're like, oh, that's so much effort. We'll do it because you could tell us, hey, like I love this about your podcast, like, or I would. You could give us advice, right? If one of you, we have, you know. We're still very small, so if one of you comes in and says, "Hey, we want to see more of this," odds are we're going to listen. You're, you're a large percentage of our of our viewership, so yeah. we would love to hear your opinions and thoughts and things you might want to see, because um, you could definitely really give us some great ideas, um, and we'll, we'll shout you out on the podcast. So, so please do it. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for us, Vincent. I don't know. Do you have any other final thoughts? I don't. I, I actually do not. This is going to be a short one since we had such a long one last week. I really want to tell everyone, like, you know, have a great week and just enjoy the games. Yeah. Like, I'm a Golden Guardians fan. Everyone thinks we're going to be the worst team in the league. I'm still going to enjoy watching some LCS. So, oh, yeah. regardless of who your team is, have fun. Enjoy the games. Yep. Have fun. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. <laughs>